Hello and welcome to Starting Over with Shannon. This is a podcast about fresh starts, new chapters and embracing change and challenge to become a better version of ourselves and create a better world around us. I'm your host Shannon Jenkins and every week I'll be bringing you a different starting over story with tips on how to conquer life's difficulties to find greater joy, meaning and purpose. Hey, and welcome to the second episode in this two-part series on how to feel whole again after toxic relationships. So for those of you who might have missed the first part, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that first one because it lays the groundwork for what we explore on this episode. I shared a lot of my own story, some common signs of toxic relationships to look out for, as well as the first steps into healing. And as for this episode, well, this is kind of an extension of those key steps towards healing and it actually forms part of the framework I teach coaching clients. It's the path that I have walked myself and I know what it is like to feel like you are searching for answers in all corners of the internet at all hours of the night, piecing together random bits of information and strategies that leaves you feeling more lost and confused somehow when you are exhausted when you feel like people around you just don't get it when this is just not the usual kind of relationship or breakup and you just want somebody compassionate and knowledgeable to show you the way so you can really move forward and if this is you and you are resonating with me and are feeling the call to work with me on this journey, you can start by downloading my free guide, which you can grab a copy of by messaging me that very word of guide over on Instagram at shannonjenkins.co. And you can also book in a one-to-one session with me through the link in the show description. So onto this episode how to feel whole again after toxic relationships, part two. So I'm going to share with you four key themes that have literally changed my life. And I know for sure that they will change yours too. You see, a lot of people focus on getting their life back after toxic relationships or feeling like themselves again. But the truth is that old self in the way that you knew it it's not actually what you want. Thing is, it's just the only reference point that you have because you can't see the next version of yourself yet. The version of you that is stronger, wiser, more kind, more loving, more peaceful, present and happy than ever before. But that is the goal. It is not restoring what was. It is accepting what is now and it's equipping you to step into your next level of expansion and this is where for me spirituality has been a big part of the process you know learning how to trust the process get more comfortable or less uncomfortable let's say in the uncertainty and have faith in the magical unfolding of your life because opportunities, chance encounters, wonderful people, they will all come into your life. And so much of that you just can't see yet. You don't have the foresight on it yet, but it doesn't mean that it's not coming. You know, during so many moments 
of my own separation and abusive legal battle also, my trust wavered. You know, I was overwhelmed by heavy emotions and I was struggling to listen to those gentle whispers that life gives you to keep keep moving forward, keep going in this direction. But what I found actually was that in those moments of immense resistance and fear, I had unexpected little boosts that just like kept me moving forward. So much so actually that my mantra ended up becoming a quote that I had stuck everywhere, trust the weight, embrace the uncertainty, enjoy the beauty of becoming. For when nothing is certain, anything is possible. And one of the moments that gave me chills with this, honestly, remember, if you haven't listened, you should go back and listen to the episode with Tom Myers, all about chills and synchronicity moments and the signs that universe gives you when you're on the right path. But I remember being in the car, my little crappy Hyundai driving around Perth, breaking down all the time. But I remember being in this car, having all of these self-doubting negative thoughts, like, I cannot do this anymore. I just want to give up. Even questioning, was it right to separate? Should I just give up resisting him and keep the peace? Or should I allow him back into my life like he wants? And then, lo and behold, Destiny's Child song, Survivor, came onto the radio. Everyone, you know this song, right? Everyone knows this song. I would sing it, but it, that would you'd probably click off. <laughs> but it's all about like, now that you're out of my life, I'm so much better. You thought that I'd be weak without you, but I'm stronger, you know? And then it's like, I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to work harder. And I blasted this song on the radio with my windows down. And I drove myself and my adorable baby boy to the beach. And I said, keep going, Shannon. Keep going. You are a survivor and you are going to make it. I had chills and I just felt this joy and this trust. So if you have any of these little moments, wherever you can grab them, hold on to them, relish them, they matter. And I just want to give you a couple of examples here to like really illustrate what this means in practical terms, because it's all well and good when we have these kind of woo-woo statements, right? But actually like, how does that show up in your life? I'll tell you a couple of examples. Not only did that involve me meeting my husband unexpectedly, who so happened to be going to Australia at this particular moment where literally a couple days prior, I'd found out that my partner was a narcissist. So it was naturally a bit emotional. That started the start of our relationship. But I also had other things like when I decided to leave my ex-partner, I basically had no money. I think I I think I must have left with a couple of hundred dollars in the bank account, like maximum. And that was really risky. And financial abuse or manipulation is really common in these kind of dynamics, right? Turns out I was entitled to an unexpected family allowance provision in Australia after the birth of our son. I had no idea about this. I ended up <laughs> I don't even know how I found out. I think trying to trying to get a payment for something else. But then they said, oh, actually, you are entitled to these family provisions. And then about 6,000 Australian dollars came into my bank account at the exact moment that I was trying to find my own place and I needed to come up with a rental advance to start over. 
right? And get this, also, not only did I have those $6,000 that came in that allowed me to put up those that bond and those few weeks rent, the day I moved into that small place with my eight-month-old son, there was a beautiful rainbow. Oh my gosh, makes me teary. <laughs> there was a beautiful rainbow literally from one side of my house to the other, like right over the top of it. And just like now, tears sprung up into my eyes. And I remember holding my little baby boy and I said, we are going to be okay. Like we are going to be okay. And I soaked up that feeling, that trust and just that sense of like, okay, I I don't know what forces there are in the universe right now, but I have this feeling that I am being helped, that I'm being guided and that this is the right thing. There's that little sign, that little rainbow that like you're okay, you're doing the right thing, leaving, starting on your own, even though it's scary, even though you can't see how this is all going to work out yet, even though you have all of this fear and all of this anger and hostility there, you are on the right path. Keep moving forward. And this is what I want to share with all of you listening. Keep, keep walking, keep daring to move forward, even when it feels hard do this work and trust that help will come to you sometimes in the most unexpected and beautiful kind of ways now as for the healing journey you know there really does come a time when you need to start talking less about them and talk more about you when you realize that by doing this inner work on yourself, that is when you have the transformation you seek, that long-term transformation that brings your peace, joy, and sparkle back and makes you feel whole again. It's all about getting better, not bitter. And the bitterness comes when we keep living in the past, rehashing stories, spinning mental loops. That's not what this is all about. And the next four steps that I'm going to share with you are part of this path that you need to walk to move forwards towards the better you and the better life. And the first step is identify your protective self. What does that even mean? (laughs) Okay, so your true self, it is always there. It has always been there. It will always be there. It is joyful. It is peaceful. And it is eternally loved and loving. But the thing is, that true self got hurt badly at some point, usually in your childhood. And that pain at the time was too much to handle. And you built a protective shield. You put on like a defense armor around that wound. And the thing is, this protective self has likely been running the show for quite a while without you even being aware of it. Because you simply just see it as the real you, but it's not. And this is what I mean when I say regularly that the breakdowns can be the break opens because the armor that you were wearing started breaking down, right? But you discovered something else underneath. And at first that is the wound, right? The core wound, everything that you'd have been avoiding, everything that you put the armor on to protect, And that's why, at least to start, healing feels like it hurts, right? Like, oh, why on earth would I want to do that? But trust me, you do. Because you realize at some point that that wound that you've been hiding away for your whole life isn't you either. 
So simply put, you have a core wound that hurts. It comes from a long time ago. And to avoid feeling that pain, you built a fort around it. And this can take different forms for different people, but I'll give you two very common ones. So first, the perfectionistic protective self. People think perfectionism is about being your best self. It's not. It's about avoiding being your worst self. Brené Brown says, and I love this woman, perfectionism is the 20-ton shield that we carry around that says, if I live perfect, work perfect, look perfect, I can avoid blame, shame, and ridicule. See, the thing is, the perfectionist, hands up here because I'm in this too, has toxic shame buried deep within. And it is constantly seeking external validation, approval, and accomplishments to avoid feeling that false sense of inner defectiveness. So a perfectionist believes that when they get that next achievement or that next thing, then they'll finally be worthy of love and they'll finally be happy and everything will finally be okay. But it's a trap, of course, because any sense of satisfaction is fleeting. So that's a very common protective self. The second is the codependent protective self. So codependents are some of the most selfless, beautiful, loving, kind, gentle souls out there. But the codependent has built this mm, inner sense of worthlessness. They've buried, I should say, this inner sense of worthlessness and not enoughness alongside a core fear of rejection and abandonment. And sometimes they've had childhoods where they've had to focus on the needs of others such as their parents or caregivers, or they've had to deny their own needs in the process in order to keep the peace. So the protective self that covers this wound is essentially to prove the opposite. They do that by always caring for others, by priding themselves on being compassionate, helpful peacemakers. But of course, if you're finding yourself in this, you know that there is resentment too especially when people don't appreciate you, when people take advantage of you, as is likely the case in toxic relationships. So this, like perfectionism, is another common type of protective self that was created to avoid feeling this core wound. It's the way that you have known yourself to always be. You therefore think it's part of your identity, but actually that's something that you can deconstruct and you'll find the true identity underneath. Are you finding yourself... In either of these? I mean, ultimately, the label is not important, even if it can be helpful to begin with. But the wake up call is like, oh, wow, crap. (laughs) This is how I've been living my life for so long and navigating my relationships for so long without even realizing. But if you have this moment of awareness, I mean, gold sticker no sorry that's definitely the perfectionist coming out of me there (laughs) but this is part of the ticket to freedom because you realize that you've been organizing your life around these core wounds that are buried within and that you don't have to and that there is a better way and that leads me on to the second point letting go of this protective self or at least at the start, not getting so caught in its trance 24-7. Like, am I still perfectionistic? Yeah, sure, I have those tendencies. 
But rather than constantly letting it control my life and lead me to overwhelm and burnout, I have a toolkit to soothe that little Shannon who just wants to be loved and enough and feel like constant praise and accomplishments are the way to get that. And you can create this for yourself too. So, I mean, naturally letting go of the protective self, this defense mechanism that you've had for quite a while, it can suck. (laughs) I mean, I will be honest, it does. It sucks at first. It's hard. You're finally faced with the things that you've been avoiding, sometimes for years. And this is literally why I just have such high respect and admiration for anyone who does this work, even you listening to this right now, because I know it's not easy. You know it's not easy. You know so many people, perhaps even in your own life or your your relationships, your family perhaps, that are not willing to do this. And that can be hard too, because it does demand courage. But I do know, and I'm absolutely convinced, that this is the life-changing work. Like I have so many memories of working with others, opening up, sharing these painful memories, experiencing them in our bodies, even during retreats. That's a big factor, the somatic work, healing through the body. And people like were literally so childlike in their joy and their vibrancy and the aliveness of their face. Like Honestly, I distinctly remember that, especially with the retreat I went on for perhaps about five days. So gosh, you can actually really physically see the transformation that people have. It's as if like, you know, we say a weight is off their shoulders, but it is that. It's like they're suddenly carrying themselves better. Their posture is better. They're happier. They're less hunched over. There's more aliveness in their eyes. And I think this is because of what I said at the beginning, right? Like underneath those wounds is the joy, the peace, the wholeheartedness, the unconditional love that you're looking for that was always there. Now, caution, fully expect that there will be resistance to this. Absolutely. Like excuses, escape routes, avoidance mechanisms. You may even experience numbness or other physical sensations. I know I have like feeling blocked or tight or even empty. Maybe you are emotional, but then you suddenly just stop feeling. I I mean, I've had that countless, countless times. It's almost a sense of like dissociation where you get out of your body because it's uncomfortable. You just live in your mind and then even then detach a bit. But the opening up often came through a lot of gentle work, a lot of, yeah, gentle vulnerability, compassion from others, from my husband, from David, from a therapist, towards myself is a big one. Also sometimes things like a loving kindness meditation, also known as meta meditation, or other forms of body work and movement. And eventually underneath that protective layer, you will find the core wound, the shame, the fear, the inadequacy, the pain. You know, we've spoken about shadow work on this podcast before. This is literally what it is all about. Like it's it's about going to the parts of yourself that you've wanted to ignore, reject, deny, hide, store away in the shadows. And sure, it is painful to look at, 
But I'd argue that it is not as hard as living with the self-sabotaging consequences because this stuff 100% shows up in your life, in addictions, in obsessions, in in impulsivity, in how also you ended up in a toxic relationship or at least stayed in one for longer than is necessary. And even bodily stuff like illnesses and chronic fatigue and all sorts, right? It shows up. It shows up. So I know which path I would choose and the path that I encourage others to choose as well. And that path is resolving the core wounds. This is a third step I want to break down. And you know what? This path is actually simpler than you realize. Yay for simplicity. At its core, it involves slowing down and just staying with it, staying with the feeling staying with the shame, staying with the fear, staying with the pain. It's not fixing. It's not talking yourself out of it. It's not analyzing it. It's not judging it. It's just allowing it some space, allowing it to be there and showing yourself love and kindness through it. I have had, I cannot tell you how many occasions of tears rolling down my face of sobbing, of even trembling in fear. And yet, even through those experiences, I knew that I was safe. I was ready for that. I had the, I was equipped, let's say, where I wasn't earlier on in my childhood. But now as an adult who's quite self-aware, I knew that I could be with those feelings and that I wasn't going to completely be swept away with them. And I think there was also a sense of knowing, feeling that it was healing, even if it felt uncomfortable, I, I knew that it was healing. And it was simply because I allowed it, you know, and it's, it's a loving and nourishing experience. And you know this because of the lightness you feel afterwards. Like so many of us spend our lives running away from this, but what if you just dared to sit, to stay, to lean in, to allow, to accept. Like what I know for sure is that your life is going to change for the better. And you will be much better placed also to take the practical steps that you need to take as well. Like perhaps that is even setting boundaries with a toxic partner, right? Like the legal case I had with my ex-partner and father of my son, it lasted two years, maybe more. And I remember on on the first appointment with my lawyer, she said, this is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. Take care of yourself, get professional help and support. And like, boy, was she right. But I almost became like a gentle warrior. You know, like it's this kind of image I had of myself where it was like the warrior, the, the, the fighter, the person who takes action, who defends, who protects but with a gentleness in my heart, with a kindness, a warmth and a love in my heart. And I really do believe that the combination of those two things are what led me to legal so-called success, you know, permission, sole custody of of our son, permission to move to the other side of the world, which is quite rare, and also the new love of my dreams. And that same thing is possible for you too if you do the work and go to the core wounds. You treat the roots, you don't cut the branches. Which brings me on to my final point, feeling whole 
again. What is this healing work for, really? (laughs) Like, it's not so that you spend your life in eternal misery, sadness, grief, anxiety, depression. No, of course not. It's so that you feel light and free and peaceful and loving and joyful and whole. I often, you know, think that comes to mind there is also so many spiritual teachers who've walked this path. They joke a lot. I live next door to monks. The radiance I see on their face. I mean, I'm not there yet, guys. I'm working on it. But really, I think it's that they've learned how to really live from that place of open-hearted, loving, lightness and acceptance for life. And, you know, I also, a question that I commonly ask podcast guests, which you know if you've been following the podcast for a while, at the end of each episode, I often ask, what is something that you used to believe that you no longer believe? And one of the most frequent answers I've had to that relates to a sense of being unworthy, of not being enough, of being broken, but that they've woken up to the truth, the truth that is their inherent worth, their natural wholeness. And this wake-up call has broken the pattern of being stuck in always trying to prove their worth externally through your successes and achievements, like the perfectionist, through validation from others, through being of use to others, the codependence. What is at the core of feeling whole again? It's not something that you have to accomplish. It's something you have to realize. It's like believing that the sun doesn't exist because it was always covered with clouds. No, you remove the clouds and the sunshine will pour in. It is there. It was always there and it always will be. One of my favorite quotes is from a poem called Rumi, who said, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and remove all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. You are not broken or unlovable. You just have the false belief that you are. And that is something you have the power to change. The unconditionally loving soul that you are, that you truly are, is always, always within you. Now, I hope that this episode has inspired you, that it has touched your heart, has given you the courage to continue doing this inner work. And please know that you don't have to do this alone. Honestly, I used to think that I needed to be independent and asking for help was a sign of weakness or embarrassing. It wasn't. Asking for and receiving help was the best decision I ever made. And I want to help you too. So if you've reached the episode, end of this episode, and you're feeling inspired to start this journey, even if there is some fear, resistance and apprehension, because that is normal, Seriously, book a call with me through the link in the show notes because nothing would lights me up more than seeing others reach their full potential and I know that is possible for you too. And if there is anyone that you know who you think would benefit from this episode, please do share it with them. I'd be very grateful for that. Thank you so much, guys. Have a wonderful day. 